Hey there, film fans. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. And I'm John. And welcome back to The Love of Cinema, a pod in which we'll challenge one another to discuss movies, both new and old, with a strictly positive critical eye. That's right. And to avoid lazy, lazy negativity, we've decided to make this here episode a little bit of a drinking game. (laughs) A little bit. So anytime we say anything negative about a film, each other, anything else at all, you're going to hear a little buzz that sounds like this. And that means that we have to take a drink, people. We're going to drink in order to make sure we stay positive. So, pour yourselves a glass, but don't touch the glass because they can trace that shit. They can trace it. That's right. People, we're talking about Gattaca. Man, I'm, I've never seen this movie before. I'm Gattaca, sorry if I spoiled Gattaca, that bit for us. Gattaca, but Gattaca. It's no. on, <laughs> Nope. Different, get the fuck out of here. Where is it? <laughs> Dave, you do it. You have it up. I know you do. What? What? what, are you, what are you, you Come on. You buzz me? He made an Attica joke because this is Gattaca. Come on, it's horse shit. You gotta give him a. And you buzz me. Well, nobody's watching. I mean, oh, you never know. We have a YouTube (laughs) channel, people. This is the love of cinema. You buzz for calling him a dickhead? (laughs) I thought he was buzzing me. Okay, this is the love of cinema. This is our second episode of the night that we're recording, folks, which means we're already a little loose. So we're getting ready to talk about Gattaca. This was my suggestion because I had never seen it before. This is about to get real. It is about to get real. Gattaca, 1997. Ethan Hawke, Uma Thurman, Jude Law, Gore Vidal, Maya Rudolph has a delivery nurse, Blair yes, Underwood, right. Tony Shalhoub, and of course, Ernest Borgnine, directed and written by Andrew Nichol. This is produced by Danny DeVito. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Really, really fun. This is on Netflix right now. If you're watching this in real time, 2022, I hope it's Wait, still on. Wait, what did you just say? It's what? It's what? on Netflix. It's Danny DeVito produced it. Ah. I didn't know well, his that. company did. Yeah. I don't know if he was the sole producer, but his team. And apparently he really Yeah. He was he was obviously a very hands-off producer. I'm why do you think he's why do you say that? Well, there's barely a shred of humor in this. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Uh... Anyway, I'm excited to see this. I love my 90s movies, people. I kind of grew up in the 90s, so these are the movies that I thought my parents would have been watching. But also, we should do just... a whole fucking just we should just do a giant series of the 90s movies. We should just <laughs> This movie's. They want us to do it. The world is waiting for it. Let's just give them what they want. This is one of those. Everyone's been asking about my skincare routine. Everybody's been asking us to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Everybody, all tens of you listening, hundreds, you know, usually, but um, I've been listening. (laughs) Anyway, this is my suggestion. I've never seen it before. I love sci-fi. I love 90s sci-fi. I love space-related things. I love futuristic things. I love watching tech evolve 25 years later. This is 25 years later after this film came out. This came out in 97, right? I'm not not fucking... Yes, it did. Mm -hmm. Um... What else do I want to say about this before? Let's just, John, we have some sponsors. Why don't we go ahead and shout them out? Carlos Barozzo is the name of our beer sponsor. Thanks for the shout out. You can find him on Instagram at cbarozzo.beer. Check that link in the show notes. And the music on this episode and every single episode is provided by the artist Dasein. That's Dasein, D-A-S-E-I-N. Check the show notes for the link to SoundCloud and other platforms coming very soon. He should get Dude, himself a link tree. How did you miss this one, man? How did you? Yeah, I was. How did you miss this? I was one, very Jeff? young. You're, I was very young when it came out. We haven't done just really quick. We haven't done a should have seen it by now in, in quite a long time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we all, we're always curious before we start talking. We always like to ask why did you not see it, and then maybe at the end we'll ask you if you're happy you saw it now or if you wish you would have seen it then. And so, what do you think, dude? Um, well, why'd you miss it? And yeah, what well, were you twelve when this came out or something? No, I was younger. I was definitely younger. Um, I. <laughs> I wouldn't have seen it when I, I wouldn't have seen it. I wouldn't have even heard of it when I was younger. And um, I don't have a good reason. I think sometimes movies like this and Minority Report, I do feel like a good pitch helps. And I just never knew what the pitch was of this movie. Like if somebody says, you should see Gattaca, it's about people who, you you know, based on their genetics, you know, they could guess if they were going to be successful or not, or if they were going to be prone to dying and that determined the rest of their life. And this person really wanted to go to space. So kind of tried to lie. Like if somebody told me that. Are you saying if somebody would have said a genetically inferior man assumes the identity of a superior one in order to pursue his lifelong dream of space travel, you maybe would have been interested in giving it a shot? <laughs> Buzz for yeah. gratuitous if reading. Someone, if someone read me the 
IMDb description of what this movie is, then I would have seen it rather than look for it Guys, myself. We're already, we're all, you know what? We're already having a great time. I'm just going to put this out there. I'm going to full sweat. It's so I fucking think, hot in New York. And I have to turn my goddamn AC off so we could record this fucking podcast. This is two glisten. fucking podcasts in a row. I'm drinking. It's 1130 <laughs> because up. you're on the West Coast and I'm in a full sweat. I'm, I'm already panicking about going to sleep in a sweat. I just washed my sheets and now they're going to smell like shit. Just, and now you're giving me shade five minutes into this fucking episode. Come on. Just putting it out there. I think we're having a great time. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this officially on the record. I think we should open every single show by taking a shot together. I've said oh it before. God. I'm saying it on air because we're having a great time. Let's keep going and see if the audience agrees. Is this a silly episode or what? Gattaca! Gattaca! Well, I mean, on the bright side, uh, the OBS didn't start recording till about uh, just before Jeff's rant. So... <laughs> Oh man! Oh, good. You got the rant. Good. That's for the TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Wait. So, do we have to re-record, or can we still go? No, no. I, I mean, I've got, I've got Zoom. I can recreate it from there. Okay, great. I love yeah. that. All right, people. So we're talking about Gattaca here today. Um, I, I've heard good things about this. A friend of ours, Riley, said he really likes this movie. Uh, he likes some really interesting things. He always loves a good idea, though. So that's why I was like, I'm really curious to see if they pulled off this idea, which I didn't know anything about. This is a, this is a good idea for sure. <laughs> oh boy, cool idea. Oh boy, I can't wait to hear your reaction. Uh, how's, how's Riley with pacing? Okay, if you're new to our oh, podcast, David. <laughs> if you are new to our podcast, <laughs> we're going to keep it positive here, as we already said at the beginning of this episode, and um, snarky little subtle comments <laughs> do count, even if uh, a jury would get a, a different reading from a lawyer that might say otherwise. But if you give us snark, we're going to fucking Yeah, we, we are judge, jury, and executioner here on this show. <laughs> so we try to keep it spoiler free um, for a couple minutes. It's, I mean, it's been around forever, but if for whatever reason you're like, gotta go, what the fuck? And then you've been listening. Um, can we start Can we start with the ultimate praise of this movie? The thing that we need to be most thankful for, it gave us the law. He had already made a few movies that mm. were not hugely successful. This is what launched Jude Law into the Western. Yeah. Like, I think they knew this, the UK. He had already done some this, theater I have, and he had already done some movies. I, but, I, I, found, I was this many years old when I found out this is what, I gave my wife a lifelong crush. Oh, I mean, of someone look, else, right? He's Sorry. he's he's. <laughs> I like, you know what, Dave? Don't compete with Jude Law. I can't don't, compete don't, with Jude don't Law. Don't even try to do yeah, it, dude. I don't have the street cred for I, to compete I feel, with the law. I feel like I feel like there's some people where you're like, "Come on, who's your crush? Like, tell me who your crush is." And then if they say Jude Law, you're like, "Oh, fuck!" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God yeah. damn it! Like, oh, if someone shit. says like Chris Hemsworth, you're like, "Oh." You know what I mean? Yeah, there's I no counter like argument to some people. There. That's Elizabeth's number one. I just outed her. Yeah. <laughs> I outed her on this. I'm so sorry, man. Good luck, man. You got, you can, you got him. You got it. You're going to do good. Keep up. Chin up. Chin up. We're wasn't basically up, the wait, same, man. Wasn't Jude Law up for like Thelma and Louise? He was up for everything. He was probably up for like everything, but he just didn't have any credit. Also, it's funny that this launched him because it made $12 million at the box office. Not a big success, but it's funny when Hollywood and the rest of the world don't see eye to eye. And so... All of Hollywood probably saw this movie, and apparently not a lot of your parents did. Or so you, you I saw it. me in, in theaters. Case, I, uh, <laughs> Ten, wait, I saw yeah, it uh, as soon as it, <laughs> I saw it when it came to video. Because I remember we, we rented it as family and watched it. Oh, that's it. that's mm. yeah, it's fun. And what'd you think when you were uh, ten or eleven or whatever? I remember when I was a kid. I remember like thinking of it as like a, a smart sci-fi movie. So it wasn't about aliens and stuff. Like I heard astronaut at one point and I was like, Oh cool. It's about space. It's not really about space. So I remember thinking it was kind of a, like a smart, uh, a science movie more than a science fiction movie. And we can literally say that right now, motherfuckers, because CRISPR is alive and well, <laughs> and we're not that far away from living in a world where yeah. this kind of shit is possible. I mean, we do this, so, we do this even at the time, we do this prenatal for sure. I really enjoy I really enjoy the uh, opening. The two quotes are fun at the beginning of the movie and the pre-script. But then he opens the movie by saying, in the not-too-distant future. And I thought that was fun. I don't think I've... I was trying, When I saw yeah. it this past time, I was like, have I seen anybody else do that? And I don't think anyone has ever said, like, literally, like, this is in the future, but the not-too-distant future. I've seen not-too-distant future one or right two times in, the, yeah. uh, in sci-fi. But... Uh, if you, you don't vote, really this is tomorrow. The really, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the really interesting thing, I watched with this with subtitles on. If you turn the sound down and watch with this with subtitles on, it's a different fucking movie. The lines are literally different. Like, 
obviously back in like back in the day, like they didn't they weren't as on it, so they they took the screenplay and then converted that to subtitles. It was done while they were filming, and uh, but they've obviously changed the lines, so the subtitles are a really fucking scaled down version of the dialogue that's actually happening in the film. It was the most amazing thing to watch because I'm like I left it, I had it on because occasionally noisy shit happens in my house, but like what they're saying is almost different like half the time to what's actually on the subtitling. They, they so jazzed they up the dialogue. didn't see the movie that Jeff and I saw. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they watched some weird-ass yeah. version of Screenplay Gattaca. Yeah. Here's a fun little random anecdote about the director before we move forward mm. because, you know, when you mentioned this, I was like, I think uh, I remember that. I was like, let me look over his filmography and mm. let me not fuck this up because I don't want to be inappropriate. In 2005, Andrew Nichol wrote and directed, yeah, Andrew Nichol wrote and directed Lord of War. That Nicolas Cage movie, which is about Victor Bout, which is the man that Russia wants to trade America oh, yeah. for to get Brittany Griner back. Yeah. Fucking timely. He is an arms dealer. And I just thought that was really weird that we're doing this right now. And that came up in small world. That's that's just really strange. That I just wanted to throw that yeah, out. Yeah, that's that's some neat uh Ugh, yeah, um, such he a also tough wrote situation. the Truman Show. Oh shit! Yeah. Yes, I knew I, I knew I saw his name. I, wrote, I watched recently. He wrote, uh, such a good movie, Peter. Weir. Oh, it's so uh, he wrote good. In Time, which uh, In Time, Cinema Lovers, is a movie that I never saw, but it is the first movie that the Deacons team started filming digitally, and they've never looked back. Yeah. Hmm. So that's a pretty big, uh, big moment in cinema here. All right, so Gattaca. Well, he goes, this is he also, goes back let's just say it, one of our, does he? Yeah. I don't think he's touched a film camera since then, has he? I've seen a photo. There's a film camera in there somewhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, this is also the, Deke does the what he wants. show that um, Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman got together. It yes. is. I was going to say, this yeah. is, And that, that union gave us uh, Maya Hawke from Stranger, uh, Stranger Things. Who we were just talking about. We were just going we to talk yeah. about that, yeah. It's a small fucking world. So the genes come get. All right, all right. So the idea of this movie, Jeff, why don't you just set it up so people, because we, we've talked a little bit about it, but why don't we just set Let's up the it, idea? Because Riley loves the idea so much, and it's such a good idea. Let's say it in her own words here. So, um, so Ethan Hawke's character uh, has an older brother, apparently that matters. I kind of forgot it mattered until the end of the movie. Who's, like, perfect. And he wasn't because he was born with a potential heart defect, according to these initial scans that you get. Or he born. was a godchild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so... He his dream was to go to space. He wanted to go to space so fucking bad. He was probably a product of the sixties I mean, space race. Yeah. No, we all want to go to space now. That's the future. I definitely don't want to go to space. This planet can fucking crumble, and space looks like a pile of shit. There's no oxygen. It's fucking freezing, and everything's far apart. I, I don't right, understand we, we why anybody the, wants to go to space. We found that we found the bones, McCoy, of our group. I want to be out there for five <laughs> minutes so I can look back on Earth and say that's great, and then I'm going to throw up, saying, "What the fuck am I doing out here? Can I please get on some ground? Come on." Having sex. Would you rather go to the bottom of the ocean or to space? Well, it's such a terrible. Why would I want to go to either? I'm dead either way. It's stupid. I'm <laughs> fucking dead. I'm I'm toast. You know what I mean? You know, nobody wants to like lay with a lover like in the fucking space. Like it's probably so complicated. Nobody's fucking space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, why would you want to go anywhere where no one fucks? Um, <laughs> hey, mom and dad, if you're listening, uh, oh, thank you so funny. much. So. <laughs> So anyway, um, it's it's deemed that because of his <laughs> because of <laughs> because of his uh, heart condition that he's not going to be anybody. He's not going to be shit. Why would you, you want to go? <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm laughing because Jeff's grounded. <laughs> oh my god, that guy fucks. That guy fucks in space. I um, buzzing day for laughing. Um, let's see. I'm going to continue with the film synopsis from my yes. point of view here. So we've gotten through. How far have I gotten? Like three minutes into the movie um yeah it's a decent <laughs> i know we're, we're about 15 in the podcast <laughs> it's not a very good discussion so he wants going. to he wants to i'm i'm so hot right now my face space. is so my face is just like covered in sweat okay he wants to go to space but he's not allowed to so he has swimming competitions with his brother there you go that's what the that's what the movie's about oh my god <laughs> is that your pitch wow. so, your pitch i'm never bringing you in the room so he hires <laughs> so he hires tony shalhoub before monk to um to to pretend to be Jew Law. 
because who wouldn't want to do that? Because uh, Jude Law was hit by a, a, a bus so or the, something in so London. Anyone who hasn't seen this, the basic premise is rich people who get on the down and out sell their DNA um, to people who don't have the DNA to get these positions. And so that's basically how this because how it works. Because it is set in a time when genetic engineering allows you to determine the uh, genal structure mm-hmm. and avoid any kind of natural pitfalls to babies. So yeah. So Ethan Hawke's character was natural born and he is always predisposed to to uh to have certain illnesses and other things which doesn't qualify him yeah, to work esti- in these top jobs. His estimated year and of Gattaca, death is like 30 years. 30 or something. Yeah. And Gattaca is the name of the facility where people who work on their space it's basically their NASA and he can't even get in there as a regular person. Because of you know, because they read your genetic code every time you go in and out of any building anywhere, they do a blood test, blah blah. So, what Dave was saying is there is this whole black market where people buy they sell their temporary it's like, genetic. It's like Florida. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't like Florida. <laughs> How is it like fucking Florida? Explain that fucking shit to me. These people are they're just dying in Florida. I don't think they're. That's a good point. So it's hard to argue Jude with that. Law, yeah, because fuck them. That's why. Yeah, great. Jude Law is a perfect specimen. So, as an example of this black market, Ethan Hawke purchases Jude Law's identity as well as samples of his genetics that come in the form of blood, skin, hair. He changes the color of his eyes using context. He gets he gets a a surgery on his shins to make him taller, all so that he can pass as Jude Law's person and get into this crazy program so that he can train as an astronaut and a scientist to go to space. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. But the main crux of it is it could have been astronauts. It didn't have to be astronauts. It's just a society where people only judge you based on your genes. Yeah. Yeah. I I know what you're thinking. It's like, hang on a minute. I've got some dandruff. I've got like arm hairs that fall out. I've got, yeah, that's right. This motherfucker gets up and exfoliates himself gratuitously every morning. How soft is Ethan Hawke's skin in this yeah. movie? How does he have, how does he have skin left? Yeah. How does he have skin left? That I is, want to touch it. I love that Dave's I like... I want to rub against it. I know it. Dave's like, well, I know what you're thinking. We have arm hair. Yeah. <laughs> I got a lot of it. Look, yeah. All right. Yeah. I don't think he had hair anywhere Everybody, else. Everybody, if you want anyway, to see Dave's uh, arm hair, you go on YouTube.com slash the love of cinema. Hey, guys. What do you think about the movie? Yeah. No, I, <laughs> What did you think of the movie? Oh, yeah, we're going to keep it spoiler-free for a second here. Um, I actually kind of enjoyed it. I know it's mostly premise-driven, so a lot of it just hinges on the fact that that's a good premise, but I was, I was into it. I don't think we need to go spoiler-free for I should have seen it by now. Uh, this yeah. movie came out I think we fucking could. 25 years ago. So we were, we were reminding people who've <laughs> already seen just, it with the plot. go is. and watch it and come back if you haven't seen it. And, yeah, 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 it's on did you mention like, what we're about to say. Did you mention the death that happens, too? Jeff, come yeah, just tell us, dude. Tell me what would you think, man? Talk about all of that. I, I thought it was I thought it was really entertaining and really gripping because I thought it was going to be a space movie, and I kind of like that. Once we went to space, it was kind of from Jude Law's point of view, and we saw a little bit of Ethan Hawke, you know, figuring it out. But I like, I, I, I don't know. I was, I was, I was entertained. I enjoyed it. I'm probably not going to rewatch it, but like, I think it's, I think it was a pretty solid watch. I, I, I yeah. It was so 90s. Oh, my God. It was so 90s. The writing, the music, everything was scored so lush and so, like, ridiculously. And um, <laughs> it was like, look, we're coming out around the same time as Apollo 13, and we're not going to be that. We're definitely not going to be that. But we're going to beat Minority Report <laughs> and, and movies of that ilk. I, I think I think it was simple, and I think that it could have been expanded on, but I think it was entertaining. I had a, I had a fun time watching this film. That's what I think. Hell, yeah, man. I think it's a really good idea. This is also in the uh, in the age, Dave. I've been waiting to say this to you. You know how a lot of movies in the '90s were green. Yeah, this was one of the green movies. It was like it was so popular at the time. It's one of the good. It's one of the beautiful green movies. It was shot beautifully. It's, yeah, the color palette you know, very interesting. '90s. Yeah, you know, it's just it's so aesthetically sound with a little bit of like neon noir kind of style. The detectives all in the gray. It's you know the 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 hats. The very formal, minimalistic costumes that exist in this weird, you know, it's not dystopian. It's like a new age world. Um, I think my biggest, my only real critique with this movie has always been, and I think I felt this way when I was younger too, is that it, 
I think there was room for a story like this to have felt a little bit more dreadful. And I felt pretty safe watching it as a kid because I remember it didn't scare me. And I thought it was going to be confusing and the science was going to something about it as a young I person. I year old like, John gonna, being like, this is too safe. <laughs> it was going to frighten me. I just thought it was going to be I thought it was like a, an adult movie. And usually when I watched adult movies when I was a kid, there was something I didn't understand. And it made me feel a little tense yeah, or those, anxious those or something. Penises. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thanks, Dave. And I'm surprised. You know what? Too, it was the '90s, so no cocks, none. And ten years later, we might no have gotten dicks. one. Yeah, no dicks anyway. Yeah. Even though apparently it was a perfect penis. Do you remember that scene? Yes. Oh yeah. Where the doctor's like, "God, that's a beautiful. That's just that's that's great." <laughs> <laughs> Came out the same year as Boogie Nights. Yeah. So, so apparently they've got, gene- on the table they've got genetic testing, but no fucking HR. Apparently. <laughs> So this is a beautiful movie. <laughs> Jeff, I agree, dude. It was so 90. It was aesthetically sound. The music was pretty. It's well-performed. It's a great idea. I think it just, if it had gotten to a, not gritty, because I don't want them to lose the aesthetic, but I was never actually worried. And I think you were supposed to feel that way. And I've related to them. Like, I feel like the characters were alive enough for me to, to feel what they were going through. But just tonally, I, I feel it felt it felt too safe and I think it felt it definitely felt very safe in this rewatch. But that being said, because of that, because it's not the most difficult watch in the world, it's very easy to rewatch. Oh yeah, I enjoyed rewatching this a lot. I, I had a good time. Um, my brother rewatched this a couple of years ago, and he he did not have a good time. I don't know if it was a rewatch or his first time, but he he had issues with it. But um, I I enjoyed it. We watched it last night together. It was entertaining. Um, I love Alan Arkin. Wish he would have oh, had yeah, a bigger love, part. Yeah, I forgot to say him. He yeah. that roll up. He can do fucking, yeah. yeah, he can do fucking anything. I don't know if the whole brother thing, because I remembered that he was his brother. Yeah, the swim thing at the end so was weird. Course, it, was, it was so strange. I just don't know if that whole thing landed. I feel like maybe there was 10 or 20 more minutes of this movie that would have given it enough footage and coverage and life outside of just the plot where it would have gone beyond just being a a mystery and a detective. Let's see if they can figure out the crime kind of thing. And it would have gotten into a place of like, I just want to live in this site as aesthetically pleasing as this movie is. I don't know if the story and the characters ever got to a, a sensual place that a lot of my favorite sci-fi gets to. I think 2001 gets there. I think arrival gets there in very different ways. I think Solaris uh, to uh, Tarkovsky Solaris gets there where you kind of just feel what it would feel like to be, surrounded by this new reality. I don't know if I ever really got there with this one. It was a little shiny, almost a little Tim Burton-y with the, with the design, like almost so stylized that it kind of felt like, I don't know if we're supposed to believe that this is, that people still have feelings in this world. <laughs> Jude Law is a breath of fresh air in this movie for that though, because he's so cynical. He's he got such a good wit and sense of humor that, the casting is is really excellent for him. I love and I Uma him Uma too. Uma had a couple feelings. They they let her have a couple. Uma's a fucking alien already. She's just she was just perfect yeah, for this. Her, like uh, some of the right some in. of the subtleties in her performance really gave yeah, it was really a special. lot of like there was a narrative there for her. They would yeah, absolutely with with not much on the page. So you know, I actually I, good I, job I, for her I, for yeah, elevating. I it. saw this film when I was twenty five. Okay, and yeah. then I watched it. I didn't, I, I was like, I don't know, maybe I didn't get it or what. And because I was like, this is fucking boring. And uh, then I watched it again today. And it was so refreshing to know that at 25, I had my shit together. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> a buzz from each of us. That's so good. See, that's exactly, and that's exactly what everybody was saying about it when it came out. They were like, that was such a letdown. Everybody just trash talked this movie. It was, I mean, there were, there's some good stuff. Like once the detective story kicks in, yeah, it's great. But you've got to wade through like 20, 30 minutes of shit to get to that. And it, I just was not interested at all. I wasn't what invested. I wasn't, yeah, it was, I, th- I feel like if they were adapting a book, because there is a, a, a book that has a similar plot line. I don't know if this was an adaptation of that book though, but if they were adapting it, they kind of went way too far on the fucking inner monologue in the first 20 minutes. Yeah, sure. I wonder what would have happened if this came out after TV. I mean, by, by TV, I mean Sopranos and that kind of shit took off because you're, you're right. I, I can't believe that. I was still entertained enough. I think there was some good tension in there. 
I think just the idea of Ethan Hawke trying to be Jude Law and me being like, he's never going to be Jude Law. I think Ooh. that was enough for me for some reason. <laughs> yeah. He had, like, dude, what was with what was with the Clark Kent Superman thing going on? Like, it, it's, it's like nobody realizes it's him. He's walking past cleaning people and stuff, the people he used to work with. Good point. Good. There's a lot and of little... Remember when they were like, like, nobody looks at pictures well, anymore. No, it, it does. Yeah, it does. Like, I did yeah, make that, that, age, that, that thing. Age well. it, was, it was like, yeah. Well, how? I mean, to be honest, how long do you think it is before Tinder's like this? <laughs> you know what? Tinder's already like this. <laughs> Trilly's being like, he's a certified liar who's going to die soon. Yeah. Let's go. Well, you have to, no, you have to pay for that function now. Um... <laughs> I did like the. Yeah, I thought it was weird I did like that when he the, picked up his clue. The, Sorry, go on. The the booth that she went up to to get his genetic promo. Oh, yeah. It's like the internet, but you still had to go and actually yeah. get someone to print out that information for you. They kind of missed the boat on computers like, in general. Um, seemed like they were dated in this. It looked movie like gambling, like you like a gambling booth where you get your like gambling winnings from. That's what it looked like to get like your uh, exactly. DNA winnings. Yeah. I love the dry cleaners where it has like confidentiality guaranteed. I'm like, that's fucking terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> so this is uh, you know what this some I, of the I, I must admit, though, when, when we got to like where like he's he's going through like he gets the alcohol. Uh, sorry, the the urine the samples. Okay. It's like, oh, this one's got alcohol in it. This one's got alcohol in it. My first thought was, oh, shit, he must have a movie podcast. <laughs> <laughs> They've had fun watching this going. I'm going to say this. Dave fucking deeply shit about focused this. on the film at hand. <laughs> um, dude, I'm not going to lie. Things. I watched this for 10 minutes, the first, the first attempt, turned it off and put on Guardians of the Galaxy on PlayStation 5 to bring my heart rate back up. I was so fucking bored. I thought a couple things. Oh, Dave. I still like the idea of like, I still like the idea of how. Jeff really liked it. Well, I know. Hold on. I liked, uh, this would have been a great Black no, Mirror episode. 10 I years loved. Later, act, yeah, 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 yeah. I loved yes. Act 2 into 3. Act yeah. 1? Nope. They, 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 you guys know what I'm saying though about how like the, because Act 2 is like a really plot kind of thing, yeah. right? I feel like this movie just missed the the legs of the world. Like, he, he explained everything to us and it's, you know, I, I thought, you know, I still think it's engaging, like the science, the idea of that it's fun to learn about. But then once you're there, I don't know if we really got to witness that as much as I wanted to, in addition to the detective story. Yeah, the, yeah. The, yeah they're, they're almost two different stories. One is like, I want to go to space so bad. And then you have the detective story. The detective story was was the easier one to pull off. I feel like they really relied on the composer for the other one. They, I want to go they, to space and they won't let me. And the, the person, the composer probably watched this with no sound and was just like, <laughs> and he was, they were like, no, we, oh, want, we, want, we want you to feel that like life in him of being like, I'm going to space, goddammit. And he's Fuck just watching. <laughs> and he might as well be watching all, the movie Office Space. Like Why he might as well be watching that. Have Titles on, like. <laughs> Let's see. Let's give credit where Dave credit watched, is due. That's hilarious. The composer's name is, uh, wow, Michael Nyman. Sorry, Michael. Sorry, Michael. I don't know. <laughs> anything else? Whoa, that was. Whoa, anything? Anything uh, else? Michael's done. The the, the, p- the piano. The Jane Campion sure, film sure. that she yeah, won. She yeah. for. Um, <laughs> I haven't heard of any other like real monster. Actually, that's one of my should have successes. seen it by now, to be honest. So, well, I but I thought that was a pretty. So anyway. the the big the big takeaways here are uh, Danny DeVito closed his company Jersey Films not too long after this. Uh, no, but um, they <laughs> the casting was obviously good. The casting was obviously good. That you get Ernest Borgnoin, <laughs> Ernest Borg, whatever the fuck, man, Borgnine, Borgnine. Say it again. Yeah. <laughs> Ernest Borgnine. It's, it's okay to Borg pronounce nine. the G in this case. <laughs> Borg Borg Nine, yeah, Academy Award winner Ernest Borg Nine, Borg. and Gore Vidal. You get you get all these up and comers. <laughs> Obviously, the casting is good. It's funny by the by the time you get to the end of this though, like it's like the Doctor knew. Uh, there's actually a deleted scene that was restored in that the was movie cool. at some point. I, I, li- I like uh, that. that. Ernest Borg Nine knew as well. The cleaner knew, which would have made more sense. Yeah. Um, and makes sense with some of the stuff he does, but I don't know why that that one particular scene was cut. So this is a weird like, can you pull it off film? But even like a Bourne movie has like this action that's like I, you know, so like 
it, it teeters in so many different things that just feel like could have been better movies, even though I still was entertained. But like, mm. how do you pull this off? Like the spy elements were done better by Bourne and Mission Impossible and stuff, because he's not a spy. The 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 cop elements, obviously, like that detective story is better in Minority Report, because that's sort of the whole point of the movie. So these kind of futuristic things, and then obviously the space stuff, like all the other space movies I, ultimately I pull did, that part I of it like off better. I did like some of the so wide like, shots in this. I, I would tell you, the, like the wide shots yeah. where they had like the architecture. No, John Smiley. And waiting for the joke. There's no joke here. Um, I'm like the architecture. <laughs> the, two, the two of them. Yeah, when they were walking the, yeah, together. Just the two of, of them and then guy in the robot yeah, cart cool. that just wheels through the foreground to make it a little bit dirty. It was just yeah, yeah like uh, that that sort of cinematography really sold. I thought about the. Um, it was right. fun. I'm working on a like a sci-fi short at, at the shop, and I'm doing sound for these like cars that are supposed to sound futury but not too futury. And it was cool watching this movie. This is before electric vehicles. Yeah, uh, certainly mainstream electric vehicles. But th- I thought it was fun that they used all vintage, like 40s and 50s cars with sound design as though they were electric. So did you notice that? Yes. They were all like I did. standard models of I really Fords noticed and that. Chevys and stuff. What's and, the weirdest sound effect uh, you've had to make? <laughs> I haven't like designed a very brand new original oh. original sound. Sorry, Dave. Do you want mine? Thanks for... Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Why tell not? me what yours is. It's yeah. an elephant being Bring fired through up. a particle accelerator. An elephant. Oh wow! Being- yeah, that's, that's pretty. <laughs> that good. was the only direction I was given. <laughs> Very was interesting. Nuts. You Are should you pl- plug, plug that into our plug that into <laughs> our. I thought I just heard something. Plug that into <laughs> our uh, our soundboard screaming. so we can have that next time. Um, here he is, is, guys. I think all right, I think I'm about to nail it right here. Uh, tell uh, me if you agree. That's, that's awfully pretentious. Let's see. Off of what you just said, Jeff, with the the spy games kind of thing, I think story wise. You know, I'm just every time I'm writing and watching and making, I'm always thinking like, like, let's how do we do, push our protagonist against the wall? Let's let's pull it out from under him as many times as we possibly can. Let's have everybody thinking there's no way they're going to succeed. There's really only one sequence in this movie where he's challenged because they get away from the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you think even if you, if you, that's a cool romantic scene and but they they escape. He hits him like the, the stakes are raised. Sure. And then there's only one scene and one sequence where the young detective, who turns out to be his brother, comes in and inspects Jude so Law to see if he's 90s. actually who it's he says so he is. so 90s that, of course, it's his brother. So 90s. And that's it. Right? Like, there's a few little bread kernel moments yeah. where you think, oh, are they going to catch him? They catch the eyelash. Alan Arkin's, de- uh, you know, detective character might have a lead that might work out. But he really doesn't have to evade them very much. Because no one listened to Alan. that's the problem. Nobody listened to Alan the whole fucking way through. They were like, nah, it's not that. If if Alan had gotten what he wanted, he would have been on his heels the whole time. The movie would have been over in an hour. Like, done. Well, unless they came up with a good reason. No, that's, yeah, yeah, that's when they would have almost, I don't feel like they were about to catch him the whole time. And and look, if you're going to go to, if the punctuation of your story is that the people who matter most to him are going to figure it out and he's either going to challenge his brother and overcome the doctor character, the people you just mentioned who are going to know and still support him anyway to, to be a, an anomaly in this new system. Then leading up to that point, you got to make those things seem absolutely impossible, mm. like near death, everything will go wrong, super high stakes. And I think that's where this whole safe feeling came from. I intellectually understood that he was evading these people because he had been succeeding at it until that point. And now it was being challenged by this detective case. But in terms of like just raw, literal, real-time storytelling, I don't know if it really made me feel nervous at all that he was going to get caught. And I think that might be why. Because there's in these in a lot of our favorite spy thrillers, somewhere in the beginning of Act 2, in that midpoint, or the inciting incident leading into Act 2, you might think, holy shit, they're going to get caught. Yeah. And that midpoint... You're going to want to see them almost get caught and then make it out of it. But then we have to have a couple of false resolutions there towards the end, moving out of that into the final act. And I just don't feel like we were we were really supposed to feel like he wasn't going to succeed after his brother left you with loss. You know what's crazy? This whole thing's about how he just wants to go to space so bad that he's willing to like basically kill somebody to go to space, even though he obviously didn't kill somebody. And I don't know. We never saw his brother after that swimming scene. Um, that was very I'm just, ambiguous. I'm just saying, 
it's funny that I spent most of the movie just wondering if he was going to go to jail or not, as opposed to whether or not he's going to go to space. I do wonder, because I still, again, I'm as entertained during this movie, but I'm wondering if the whole time I was said that, I wasn't sitting there going, oh no, he's never going to go to space. I was like, is he going to go to jail? I don't know, we'll see. Also, we should shout out really quick, uh, the director of photography here, the cinematographer is Slawamir Idziak, who, I was like, that's an interesting name. <laughs> Slawamir Idziak, nominated for one Oscar, was born in Poland, January 25th, 1945, which was a really bad time to be born in Poland. Yeah. And like, damn, literally. Um, what were they nominated <laughs> for an Oscar for? Um, thank you for using the they, them pronoun on this. They were nominated for Black Hawk Down. Also oh. nominated for the Ooh. BAFTA. For Black Hawk Down. Ridley And Slawomir Idziak. Also directed Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Just one Harry Potter movie. Not sure what happened with the rest, but one solid Harry Potter movie. Didn't direct it. DP D- shot. Director of photography. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Dire- directed yeah. the yeah, yeah. directed that was, the photography. That's that's a yeah. solid fucking movie. It's one of my that's favorites. That's really cool. Yeah. Man. yeah. Good for that guy. Has the best feeling oh, in yeah, the world. Number five. Harry was so angry during they that gave movie. Him the sad one. Harry was. His, Harry <laughs> they was. They were like this guy. This guy born in 1945 in Poland is directing the sad Harry Potter. We forgot movie. that. We <laughs> forgot that puberty sucks. So let's go ahead and just put it all into one movie. <laughs> it's a little bit in four, but I, I, I want to say like Jeff. One of the one of the lines that stuck me when we got to the end, almost near the end of this movie. Uh, when he turns to Uma Thurman and says, they've got you looking so hard for any flaw that after a while, that's all you see. And then that's, I and think, I, the, yeah. I was like, wow, you just described modern politics, movie critics, yeah. and fucking the internet. That, and that is that is good sci-fi. So the stuff is there. Yeah. The stuff is all there. They just didn't pull it off. But I'm I'm with you. That was that was touching. Also, one thing I will bring up when it's they a great idea. when they when they finally like what like when him and Uma Thurman escape and they go back to his house and they're basically having sex. Might be the last time. Pretty fun way to do it, I would say. On the on the, on this bed and like the 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 walls behind them. It's it's a window. It's meant to be a window, but it looked like a rear project screen. So it looked, just looked like it, they were re-projecting the film onto there to make it look like it was a window with the, boat, the ocean outside. And the only, I'm sorry, but the only thought that inspired to me was... You should make a sex tape. How? <laughs> sorry. I'll give you the address later. Uh, <laughs> the thought that inspired to me was, I wonder how many people have snuck into ILM's volume for a quickie. Oh... Ooh, David, and I want the numbers on this. If any, anyone from plane tickets, today. anyone from ILM, if you Jesus like, it just I want to know how many people have snuck in for a quickie. If you're keeping stats on this, David's flying out to do you think, Mid- uh, Central North Carolina very soon? Sorry, um, Central California. Name? Why did I say North Carolina? Central California. What's his, what's his name, Jeff? The DP. He's flying out to New Zealand. I, I fuck man, I'm all over the place. Um, yeah, that's weird, dude. Okay, what, what the? Fu- I was right the second time. Slawomir Idziak. Quit while you're ahead. Do you think Mr. Idziak <laughs> fought for the uh, upside down sex scene? Or do you think they did that in post? No, I think he did that. Do you think he composed it and filmed it that way? Yeah. Because I, I thought was it was a projection when they were filming it. I was like, when they when I was watching it the first time, I was like, is that like her apartment? And it's just like in the wall, kind of like a, you know, just an image that she has going like a screensaver on her wall. thought that was interesting. Yeah. I think my least favorite, weirdest moment of the movie is when he's like, I'm going to sneak outside and, and rock, rock bathe. When he, they just yeah. cuts him on the beach. He's going to go down to the beach, pick, giving, up, pick up some sand good and shells and, <laughs> yeah. and brush myself down. First of all, your beaches don't fucking look like that. <laughs> and uh, second of all. That's how I crouch down when I bathe. I don't know about you guys. Second, I get it second of all, you're doing what? the arm. You're doing the arms and the chest. You're not doing any of the nether regions right there. Like, not what, with yeah. sand. No. What positions can you be in without uh, showing your penis? They, try, they were like, let's, they, let's try them all. <laughs> yeah, like, we, need, we need to show as much bare ass as possible. I can't see any of that penis, Ethan. Ethan, move the leg just a little bit. Oh, my God. They almost gave you a little profile dick when he was rescuing his brother. That was the, a sock, uh, dude. He was, to- he was totally wearing a sock. How do you know? <laughs> huh? Are you sure? Square. Cold water sock. Oh, Dave paused it. So in, and, unless, and looked yeah, at unless it. he was, unless he was from fucking Minecraft, that was no cock. 
This is the important the debate. This is what people tune in. Them. They're like, finally, you're getting this to it. The people give them what they want. <laughs> I'm so the funniest like, part is my wife is asleep in the other room and has just heard me yell. That was no cock. <laughs> no she now cock. has questions. I'm sure. <laughs> Just another night at the greenhouse. <laughs> well, it looks like Gattaca didn't quite hold up as well as we thought, it even though not. it's such a All good idea. I was going to say, Jeff, come at me and tell me, do you wish you had seen it back then? Are you happy you saw it now? So this is one of those weird movies, though, where I'm really happy that I've seen it, even though, I, even though I, again, I was very entertained. I, I was hotter on this than you guys were. If I rewatch it again, I would only be doing whatever Dave did this episode. But I, I fucking <laughs> hate you for making me watch this again. <laughs> I buzz John, but right. I'm still not convinced Dave even finished it. I think he may have just watched the first ten minutes and did some recall. He read a couple oh, articles on. and just came on I'm the up show. To, I'm up to Minecraft cock. I've seen the end. I was come wondering why. Well, I was like, Dave, we've been talking about Gattaca for two weeks. It's on Netflix. What's going on? And he, I now I get it. Now it makes more sense. Um, Do we three uh, goes to watch this? There, there's a good Jude Law performance. The performances are pretty good. Uh, whatever. Jude Law does rock. You know where I would put this? I would put this in the same category as um, uh, Dave, help me out. What's the 2000 uh, Christian Bale that's kind of like the Matrix where he has um, the ability to like shoot guns and a certain... Oh, God damn it. That's uh, another sci-fi movie. Yeah, look Christian that up because I don't know what that is. On. I don't think I've seen it. Christian Bale? Yeah, yeah. It came out like 99 or 2000, like right around the Matrix. And it just, it didn't stand a chance just because it. Yeah, I don't think I saw it. It, it just, it wasn't the I Matrix. I didn't know what this is. Yeah, you have. It Jeff was Waffle. Equilibrium. Oh. Equilibrium. Wait. So I would put this yes, in yes, the yes, same yes. category of like, there's a lot of sci fi that came out. I think I watched that around for about 20 minutes. Around that time. Too. Sure. <laughs> and the Matrix just. The Matrix just raised the ball. get away with that. Like it took us. Like, no, yeah, fuck you. Yeah, buzz 2002. Yourself. Not even close. Oh, this is the, the next Matrix since came out. There came out in 2002. Um, Event Horizon mm, really like sure. turned because the Alien movie. Sure, they they have always had horrific elements, but I feel like Event Horizon was a very successful '90s like kind of scary horror we had the 97 the 96 Dude, independence day event horizon which holds a special place in my heart because i've seen that about seven times and to this po- day i cannot tell you how that movie ends like it fucks me up in some way and i just block out the ending and apparently there's like there was some footage that was filmed for that they cut down uh that because the uh like the flesh orgy at the end i guess is the only way to describe it um was apparently like 15 minutes long or something the flesh orgy yeah. huh yeah it was not quick cutaways it was yeah all the safe words okay. were were latin <laughs> <laughs> it's like nope that's not it i'm gonna keep going nope Solway. nope <laughs> missed it no nope, latin, but it. don't put that there fuck um, There's no safe words in hell. The director, in the dimension. The director of Equilibrium was Kurt Wimmer. Kurt Wimmer, and um, not great ratings on his movies. Movies he's written: three point nine, five point five, five point five, five point seven, six point one. Not not the greatest reviews here for Kurt 10? Wimmer, but yeah. Law Abiding Citizen, Point Break, he produced the produced yeah. good for him. Oh, wow, fuck directed. Yeah. Wait, the orig- yeah. So Wait, that's the a good one. 2015. <laughs> oh, no. Take it back. I take it back. <laughs> One Tough Bastard, Ultraviolet, Children of the Corn 2020. Ultraviolet is the biggest piece of shit you've ever seen in your life. Well, not a big fan of Kurt Wimmer over here, Dave. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, has an, oh, stop. upcoming project. Please stop reading things. <laughs> Solara. Solara. I hope it's a remake of Solaris, John. I really hope it is just for you. God Solara. Uh, plot unknown. Under wraps. Four producers. He doesn't know. Either. He doesn't know. Yeah. He's not sure. He's not sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out. Anyway, <laughs> I was just saying, I feel like Gattaca kind of slipped into like, there's a place in the mid to late 90s, early 2000s where they were still taking chances on sci-fi. They kind of pressed pause for a while in the 2000s and early to like when the, I don't know. I just feel like just looking at like the history of everything. Gattaca was one of the last movies where I thought they tried to make a sincere grounded sci-fi movie mm. it wasn't an action movie right it wasn't a horror film no it wasn't it was we it don't was we don't see a lot story. of these very much it's, it's black mirror it's now it's, story. It's, so it's i do appreciate TV. some other rapper around it was, yeah so i was happy i was happy they tried i was trying mm. to say i want to give it some credit I, I think it's fun that they tried to make a smarter well as i, a smart as house I said kind of movie for two sci-fi is things. fucking amazing 
I was yeah. like, could have gone further though. I agree with everything <laughs> we've said. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a flawed film for sure, um, but it is uh, it's entertaining. Mm. Jeff liked it way more than us. Jeff, give me one out of ten. <laughs> I'll give it like a okay. Well, uh, do I would do that here. I'd give it. I'd give it like a six point five. Good, that's very reasonable. Dave, I'm gonna go even with bef- a even, be- even before this conversation. <laughs> I wouldn't have gone over a seven. I wouldn't have gone over a seven. Even before this conversation, I would have said. No, before this Dave, conversation, I would have said seven. Dave, you're going with a four. No, I'd, a generous four. I'd go as a five if you can make it through Act One. Like make it through Act One and judge the rest of the movie based on that. Kudos um, to Ethan Hawke for yeah. looking like Jude Law. Yeah. He figured it out. He did a good job. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who what routine he was on what he was eating yeah it's like, it's like we have great. all right which which character is it today we'll have hairstyles number one or hairstyles number two i love it that the jude law they're like you're gonna be they're gonna be like you're gonna be depressed can we talk about and he's you're still gonna be <laughs> can we talk about the coarseness the thickness of those strands of hair they kept finding <laughs> yeah. everywhere those oh, yeah. were not your average strand of hair that shit was thick it, it was see like, to be yeah. able to see that clearly like a on a lens it was like i mean that was like those were very thick hairs i will say not the best moment when when uma thurman drops the hair and she's like oops the wind must have got it i was like oh boy oh boy so <laughs> no i yeah, dug that that I was know. a that was a throwback to what he said in the earlier scene it's thanks to her good job it's Dave. thanks to her you yeah, must have yeah, had yeah. the sound <laughs> on <laughs> you must have had the the si- <laughs> it must have read better than it's <laughs> <laughs> that's fair <laughs> you fucker um, all right, that's our conversation with Gattaca. I am really happy I saw this film. Um, to pieces. There's some there's some movies you're glad you saw, <laughs> even if um you know even if they don't click. Yeah, I didn't mind rewatching it. I, I didn't exactly. mind. Yeah, there's, there's some movies. Two out of three of us are glad we resaw. There's something fucking weird about. Like, you know, if what? I made that movie, would you guys tell me I made a no, shitty? Would no, you tell I'd me so, fucking I'd be so proud of you, and like, I would say, God damn it, your cool, your yeah. next movie is going to be so good. Um, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Like, we need to talk. <laughs> get him next. I, get him on the oh next. Oh my <laughs> god! Yes, yes. Wait, hang on. Sell this Jeff to Megan. That. <laughs> I would say uh, if this was on. T- this is so before. '90s that in 1998, when this was on TV, I bet you I would have definitely watched like a solid 15 minutes of it, wherever it was. Would, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. I, I definitely saw this on VHS. I could like hear the sound of putting it into the VCR as I was queuing it up on Netflix. I love it's all right there. All right, people, we got to wrap up there. That was so great. Yeah, we're gonna what have you been we're watching? gonna finish up what with a quick round of recommendations in our segment. What you've been watching, Dave? What on earth have you been watching besides this movie, which you put off until the very last second? I really, really. Well, I took it took me three goes, but uh, no, I um I have been watching. Finally, uh, going back through Love, Death, and Robots on Netflix. <laughs> Finally got to Love, Death, and Robots. Oh, my God. Some of those are fucking magic. And some of them are, like, the most amazing animation you've ever seen. Uh, some of them are very, very poignant. Uh, I recommend Three Robots and anything that has the three robots, robots in it, because there's two of them. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, where are they're all shorts. It's on HBO, they're all animated differently. Uh, no, it's on Netflix. Right, I wasn't listening. Okay, Netflix. Hmm. Hmm. No shit. I got nothing new. I uh, I told you in our last episode because I'm drinking whiskey. And yes, I just finished. Didn't calculate my, uh, you just finished <laughs> my recommendations. Well Stranger enough. Things, starring the product of this movie. The best thing to come out of this movie, Maya. <laughs> kind of uh, buzz that. She was made in that bed with an ocean projection on the wall yes. behind her. Uh, hilarious. I, um... I tried watching another one of the Obama National Parks movies, and hmm. I'm a huge Barry fan. I'm a huge Barry fan. It's not my voice for the nature documentaries, so sorry to say Dude, that. Dude, where are these documentaries? Oh, they're on Netflix. They're great. they're great. They're great. They're uh, great. I like the the Kenya one. The um, the National Park in Kenya is fantastic. Um, let's see. What else did I watch? I tried watching this one about people making... That's not American. I tried watching this people... Uh, making like medieval weapons. I tried watching that on Netflix. Didn't click for me. So ne- why? Why'd you? Why'd you? Do I don't. I, I knew. <laughs> I, why'd you? Why'd you? 
<laughs> I don't have to explain. I don't have to explain myself to you. I've been trying to get you to watch Drive to Survive oh for fucking Because I know now. you. I, you are going to be Jeff. You're going to be covered head to toe in like Mercedes gear. You're going to be like my, wearing. If my supervisor listened to these two episodes, she would be like, "Fucking failing you, man. Come on, you have like a week to finish this paper. What are you doing with your life?" And I'm watching. I'm like medieval weapon. <laughs> <breaking. laughs> <Yeah>. Okay, <laughs> so I tried watching that on Netflix. I forget what it's called. Something you just Google medieval weaponry, mm. and it'll come up. Um, no, no, I, I watch. I'm, I'm still watching the Bear that. and Ted Lasso, which I mentioned last episode. Um, no, no, there's one other fucking thing. Um, don't tell me to take notes. I'm not taking notes when I watch television. I'm, oh, oh, the Michael Pollan, Michael Pollan stuff. I'm very curious about that. Mm. Mike, what did he write that got turned into a? Well, he, I mean, he's written books about. Um, Talks about things, drugs, food, but but he he, he started out as, he started yeah. out as like a gardener and wanted to know why like he couldn't grow things that could be turned into drugs like how like regulated it was and it led him into learning so everything from caffeine to mushrooms to uh, LSD to peyote and stuff so there's just like a little thing about his journey um, studying consciousness. Drugs are bad. Okay. Okay. So I started that one. It's pretty good. Uh, I think that the LSD one actually is too sticky and too spiely. I think we got the shtick. I think it would have been great to stick with the science as opposed to the law stuff about it because we know the law stuff is just that you're going to make you angry. Yeah. So I'm very curious when we get to magic mushrooms and peyote. I'm curious to see what, what he has to say about it. But he does do caffeine too because he's like, Ooh, it's peyote. about all of these. It's not just about tripping. He's just curious about things that alter our consciousness as in a way of studying consciousness. And why is it that people don't want us to study consciousness? I'll give you a hint. It's Richard Nixon. <laughs> it's like, we, we need a means. villain. Oh, it's people that go here. Oh, it's people that understand <laughs> that this whole thing is, is really stupid. And this is all man-made. I get it. Right. So let's just make it illegal. So that's it. I'm very curious. That's on Netflix. Michael Pollan. I don't know what the fuck it's called. Can't wait to see you guys next week. What are we doing next week? Doesn't matter. We'll find out. We'll find out. It's good shit. Guys, follow us. Dave made a link tree. He's really proud of it. <laughs> Sort of proud of it. <laughs> Here's a QR code. That one he's even more proud of. Go fuck yourself. See you guys next week. Thank you, film fans. 